Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for joining me for Lex Chat. This week on Lex Chat, we're going to be talking about the versus battle Omarion versus Mario. And uh, a lot of things we learned from these two and the entire show actually. So if this sounds like a conversation and a chat you wanna be in on, then make sure you stay tuned. Alrighty, before we get into the Lex chat, ah, you can't spell Omarion without Mario. I think that's what I'm going to name this episode, but hey y'all, my name is Lexi. Thank you so much for joining me in Lex chat this week. Um, Lex check just before we get into the topic, right? Upcoming shows. I have a few coming up this month. Well, not this month, next month, actually. Looks like um, I missed out on doing any shows in June. I was supposed to have one, but it got rescheduled to July. So now I have three events coming up in July. And I might be taking on a job. Not necessarily, not necessarily a traditional job, although maybe, maybe. I don't know about that yet either. Um, I did apply to the Boys and Girls Club up the street from my house. And initially I was offering like, hey, do y'all need volunteers to help with either a summer program or someone who can do things consistently throughout the year. And I was telling them about my background in music and how I went to school for the Art Institute and I work out of a few different studios. And yeah, they were like, well, we might need to hire you actually because we do want to get a music program. And it is actually one of my goals to educate like the upcoming generations of people, kids who are interested in doing music and show them that there's actually way more career choices, career um, pathways you can take in music, not just being the front runner, the, the superstar, the artist. There are so many different jobs you can take in entertainment. And so that's one of my goals. But also in order to have a hand in influencing the next wave of music, which hopefully will be good music, right? I want to, you know, have a hand in mentoring the next generation of people who want to get into music. So I think what's been missing a lot in music is like the passing of the torch. There doesn't seem to be such a thing. And um, even though I can't really say passing of the torch has been an official thing, but I would say that there's always, there used to be such a great emphasis on artist development, but now it feels like music has become such a gimmick or, you know, everybody feels like they can do it. And technically, technically anybody can do it, but uh, who actually like respects the art form of it? Who actually, you know, respects the development that you have to go through in order to be good at it. So I want to have a direct hand in influencing that. So that's why I applied to the Boys and Girls Club, basically. Um, I just want to help mentor younger kids. And the live people are telling me that we're having issues with the connection. So let me handle this very quickly. I don't know what it is, but when I'm upstairs in my room stuff just don't be working like lately lately it's been 
Lately, it's been really bad internet connection. Oh, wait a minute. I got full service now. Hopefully, y'all let me know if that's better. But, um, yeah. And I don't know what it's been, but I have like one bar of service in my house and calls. I really feel like it's this iPhone though. I never had these issues with my droid. I'll be very honest. All right. The live says they can hear me now. What's up, Maurice Beats? What's up, Real Eyes? What's up, OI Music? What's up, Mr. Flash Shoals? Alan Wellness? Emperor Glory? Glory or Glorious? Huh, Diedrich Simeon, Nicole Scarlet Blondie, Official Don John, Mr. Stafford, Ari, Game Changers Radio, Morning Hawk Music. All right, let me make sure y'all can hear me, right? And uh, if, you know, hearing the Lex chat live is something you'd be interested in, then tune in on my Instagram at Lexi, A-T-L, L-E-X-C, A-T-L on Instagram. And you can catch me on Thursday nights. I think, I think for sure Thursday nights between eight and nine o'clock. All right. That's when I plan on going live. I would love to do Friday nights actually instead, but clients like to book the weekends. So, and I'm actually feeling kind of sad right now because my client tonight, he uh, canceled for his 11 o'clock session. So, you know, you know how you're, you were looking forward to doing something and then it doesn't pull through and it feels like man for me anyway the world is like falling apart type stuff you know my mind always jumps to like the worst possible scenario but (laughs) I don't know he probably just has some personal stuff come up and uh you know in order for my mind to not freak out because lately I've been having like what I feel to be like episodes where there's just like immense dread that overcomes me or like immense hopelessness I really need to get it checked out honestly um that's been happening to me a lot I'll say since December of 2021 it's now June 2022 and anxiety is like through the roof if I'm being totally and completely honest um so yeah something that I'm working on and looking into fixing or diagnosing I don't know we'll see so that's one part of Lex chat, uh, Lex check. I was really not expecting to get into. Um, I was supposed to be telling y'all about these upcoming shows, though. Child, I'm gonna say it again before the topic and before the end of this episode. But upcoming shows, right? Saturday. If you are if you are listening to this live, then Saturday, which is in a couple days, July second, I will be performing in Albany, Georgia with the Game Changers Radio City to City Tour, the Indie Ladies of R&B. It's a night of R&B, the ladies of R&B. You know, ladies just put on a better show when it comes to artists out there. I'll be the first to say it. And that's not just because I'm a lady. I'm just saying the shows I've been to, usually the women are putting on the better performances. But uh, anyway, ladies of indie R&B, that's in Albany, Georgia at Northside Lounge, 2238 Palmyra Road. Doors open at nine o'clock. Show starts at 10 and you got to pay at the door to get in. 
You can find information for the location of that event as well as door information at www.lexiatl.com. That's where you can keep up with the latest events that I am attending or that I will be a part of. Next up, Friday, July 29th, I have a show with Mark Dub and his band, The Randoms, in Athens, Georgia. Unfortunately, I do not have all of the information for this show, but definitely stay tuned and make sure you stay glued to my website, www.lexiatl.com. So you will be able to see when information for that show comes up. So that's going to be really dope. It's in Athens. I've never performed in Athens before, so that'll be really fun. And I think it'll be even more dope because I won't have to do it alone. I'll be traveling with Mark Dub and the band. And, you know, those guys always have great energy. And lastly, for July, well, so far, I should say, Saturday, July 30th, the Angels and Demons Lingerie and Swimwear Fashion Show presented by the GQ Phoebes in Atlanta, Georgia. This event is going to be at the Don Event Center at 3201 Atlanta Industrial Parkway Northwest. This fashion show is from 2 to 5 p.m. if y'all never seen me in lingerie and you're interested in seeing Lexi in some sexy lingerie sexy Lexi gonna be walking on the runway so angels and demons lingerie swimwear and fashion show lingerie and swimwear fashion show in Atlanta Georgia show is from two to five again if you are needing the information for tickets as well as pricing and location information. You can find all of these events on my website at www.lexiatl.com. Welcome to the chat mixed by black. Welcome to the chat PA Decatur. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in so much. Just did the rundown on these shows Saturday, July 2nd, game changers radio in Albany, Georgia, Friday, July 29th, with Mark Dub and the Randoms in Athens, Georgia, Saturday, July 30th. Did I say Saturday, July 29th? Friday, July 29th with Mark Dub um, in Athens. Saturday, July 30th, fashion show in Atlanta, Georgia. Check my website. If you have pointers, please respond to the email. Don't bring it up in live, please. That's not what Lex Chat is about. Um, so, yeah. Um, what else is going on with Lex Check? Of course, the latest single that I released is Motor Boat. Motor Boat. Feel it from the throat. If you are listening to this on YouTube or you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then you can hear Motor Boat playing in the background right now. It's a dope song. Very fun song. Um, a song that I did not take seriously. I'll be very honest with you. It is a, um, like I said, this whole rap thing that I'm doing, people say they want me to try rapping. And that's exactly what I did. Um, it's exactly what I did, but, uh, you know, approaching it the way that I see a lot of these rappers come into the studio and do just freestyle it bar for bar. Well, write it bar for bar, because if it was a true freestyle, it would be a straight 16. There would be no breaks, no pauses. So, yeah, just writing it bar for bar, basically, in the studio. And... That's what I came up with. Added the sound effects and everything. It was mixed and mastered by Black. So, and Black is in the chat right now. He says, I tried to call you, but we've been playing phone tag. I haven't gotten any phone calls at all today. Maybe I should check that out because a few people have told me that they um, try to call me and they'll try to call me like two or three times back to back, apparently. 
And I don't know, my phone doesn't ring. I don't see it on my call log. So if you try to call me today, I'm sorry. My apologies. So yeah, Motorboat is the latest single that I released. Also, don't forget that I have merchandise for sale. Hashtag winner, hashtag keeper wristbands, which is like an affirmation thing. How good would it feel to look down at your wrist and be reminded that you are a winner, you are a keeper. So those wristbands are available. Hashtag winner hats, the sun visors. Hashtag winner sun visor. It's hot outside. The sun is booming and it is strong. So definitely would recommend you get your hat. I have the burn lighters with a built-in bottle opener. And I have Lexi posters regular artist shots and then the sexy Lexi posters if you want something a little more sexy hanging on your wall and the reason I did those is because you know I miss the days when you used to buy a magazine or you would buy an album and you would unfold the little booklet that's in there the insert and it would come out to an entire poster I miss those days and uh I want people to have something from me to hang in their house you know what I'm saying so yeah I want people to have those things. Mixed by Black says, still got to come pick up my lighters. Yeah, either that or I have to deliver them to you. I've just been extremely lazy about a lot of things recently. But yeah, that is all that I have for Lex Check right now. Um, What's going on in y'all's lives? Let me know what's happening. Welcome to the podcast, Black Track Podcast. Welcome, Child MC. Welcome, welcome. I think I'm about ready to get into this Lex Chat topic because I don't got nothing else for Lex Check. And I'm not trying to do too long of an episode because y'all know I can get long-winded. Um, before I bring in this intro music too, I did a review of Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And y'all, I feel so good about it. I feel so good about it. Maurice Beat says he's been working Oh, we always working, Maurice. We always got something cooking in the kitchen. We always got something cooking. And uh, I just did a song to another production by Maurice Beats. And it's definitely something different. Um, I'm going to tell y'all, Mixed by Black knows what it sounds like and Maurice Beats knows what it sounds like. If y'all have never heard the song Cold-Blooded by Maya, then... Go listen to it. That's the inspiration for this song in a way. It's like a role-playing song. So, yeah. Welcome to Lex Chat, Dirty Snares. Um, I think I'm going to add more background and stuff to that song. But, yeah. I'm excited because it's something different. It's something new that I haven't done before. And I'm experimenting with different ways. It's not really the powerful, the powerhouse of a voice singing that, I, that I'm used to doing for my songs. But, um... It's definitely using my voice in a different way. Welcome to the chat, McDonald. Welcome to the chat, one Amant. Maurice B says, hey. So, yeah, that's just, uh, you know, giving y'all a little tidbit. We always clicking over here. We always got something. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for Lex Check. This week's topic on Lex Chat, we are talking versus. And if anyone who is watching live would like to have their songs, reviewed live we are doing lex rated at every lex chat ten dollars per song you can send your payment to cash symbol lexi atl l-e-x-c atl send the song mp3 or the link to the song if it's been released 
send that to my email at lexisolo at gmail.com l-e-x-c-s-o-l-o at gmail.com but we're talking verses so let's get into it Alrighty, so let's get into this Lex chat and we are going to talk verses this week because y'all, oh, I, let me start by saying this. I did not watch the verses and in fact, I have not been keeping up with really any of the verses since the verses started. You know, it started during quarantine and it was fun and it was lighthearted and it was nostalgic, you know, um, I, who started it? T-Pain and Ludacris? I don't remember exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's when it started. And it was literally just playing tracks back and forth. Um, bar, track for track. And uh, that's where it started. It was lighthearted. Like I said, that's where it started. It was lighthearted. Hey, I'm working on my freestyle. But uh, it has definitely evolved into a way bigger production um because swiss beats and timberland sold it so it's become an entire live production and a full-blown concert and um i've heard commentary from people who i'm hearing mostly that they wish it would go back to the original way that verses used to be before the big production and before it got sold out honestly um, it doesn't really matter to me because I was not that invested in it. I think it's great for the culture, but, uh, if y'all have been paying attention to my stories on Instagram at Lexi ATL, what's up, Phil J beats. Welcome. We got laughing emojis from Maurice beats. Maurice beats says I like the theme song. Thank you. One of says the highlight though. Child, this here is some weave. Don't be fooled. And my edges need to be swept. Welcome to the Lex Chat Gray Keys. So yeah, I've I've never and this is something that I'm debating with myself too. Should I get into things just because that's what everyone else is doing? Because I do feel left out when I notice that everyone is into something and I'm just over here in my own world. But it's I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that I be in my own world. I just you know? Um And on another note, that's kind of why I'm stepping into doing music reviews as far as like mainstream artists. And the first review that I did last week, if anybody caught it on my live, is Kendrick's album, his latest release, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, which I'm glad I started with him for my music review because, yo, that album blew my mind. And I hear people saying that this is their least favorite Kendrick album of all the projects he's put out. And I'm just like, what? I have been missing out. But even though I never listened to his stuff all the way through, I've always been, I've I've been a a Kendrick fan because I've heard what he does on tracks and I respect that artistry. Um, Maurice beat says that versus was funny. One of Mont says it's not a bad thing to be in my own world. Mixed by black says you're just preserving your energy. Yes. And that's how I think of it. I don't like to be, um, exposed to too much i'm very mindful of what i feed myself 
although I've been doing kind of bad with like scrolling too much on Instagram lately. Um, but yeah, I, I try to be very mindful of the energy that I'm allowing to get into my atmosphere and into my body and into my mind. That's going to be for another Lex chat. How, um, that's why I don't listen to a lot of new music because it's be a lot of BS. Maurice B says you good. Lexi is good. You're in your own world. Thank you. So that being said, um, I usually feel like I'm missing out on things. Um, but good news. I didn't have to watch the verses because Instagram came through with the highlights and <laughs> all the different kinds of clips and ooh, the drama that unfolded after the verses. And y'all, so much has happened in music news since the verses. Um, I didn't write them down because I'm debating if I wanted to, you know, start including like current events in music. But R. Kelly has recently been sentenced to 30 years in prison for the rape and trafficking and racketeering charges. Um, so that's something. Shaka Zulu was shot fighting in a parking lot somewhere in Atlanta. It's real ghetto out here. Uh, yeah, a lot of things have happened. Let me know if y'all want me to get into current events in music if you just want me to mention them or talk about them let me know and I'll incorporate that like the first 20 minutes of the show one of my said big facts um mixed by black says surprise you haven't done a review of the new Beyonce track I might get into reviewing singles as well I'm kind of looking into um you know doing uh reaction videos on YouTube because I see it working for other people Cookies Water says energy is important. One of my says them highlights though. Thank you. Thank you very much. Maurice B says, sheesh, I didn't know all that. Yeah, some crazy stuff has been happening in the entertainment world. And then there's a thing that's going on with her. Uh, welcome Tay Money. Welcome all, ex all access Dre. But yeah, all of that to say, <laughs> let's get back on topic because y'all know I could be long-winded. <sighs> the verses. My thoughts so it was, uh, you know, there was, there were teams for the pre-show from what I understand. And on the teams, there was Ray J and Bobby Valentino. And then on the other side was Sammy and Pleasure P. And then, um, the main attraction, Omarion versus Mario. And I'm going to put as my title, because I wrote it down in my show notes, you can't spell Omarion without Mario because baby, <sighs> Mario schooled them boys. I just, <laughs> what the Omarion versus Mario versus taught us and gosh, did it teach us a lot. So yeah. Oh, one of my says trouble was also murdered. Yes. That was, that was a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, let me know if y'all want me to do like current news, current events in music. And I will definitely incorporate that into Lex chat and it will help me to flesh out the shows even more. So, um, but yeah, the, the clips that I did see, of course, <laughs> was the clip of Ray J. Oh God. To the baby's born, to the baby's born. If I had one wish. And I don't, he was not sounding that great. He was, till the baby's born, you know, till the baby's born. He was sounding very raspy. 
Um, I listened to a few commentary videos and reaction videos and they were like speculating that he was drunk. I don't know. It definitely to me seemed like he might've been drunk. You never know with these uh, entertainers. And I've seen a lot behind the scenes uh, where yes, they probably definitely have been drinking. But uh, yeah, so there's that from Ray J. I didn't really hear, I didn't really hear Bobby V for real, except I saw a clip where Bobby V, Pleasure P, and Sammy tried to harmonize to help Ray J out. And Ray J got mad. He was like, man, y'all, I just want to, all of y'all got to get a song out. I'm just trying to get my song out. Y'all up there singing my song. And I'm just, and someone said he sound like um, somebody little brother, like they little brothered him in that moment. But then like when he was singing his own music, when Ray J was singing his own song, he was like dancing like somebody uncle at a barbecue. And somebody said it, the whole, the whole pre-show felt very spades at a summertime barbecue. And looking back at them clips, I'm like, yeah, that definitely, that definitely looks like that's what was happening. It was a lot of clowning back and forth. It was a lot of roasting each other. Oh my God. And then when Jeremiah came on, I'm trying to decide how much I should really be laughing at Jeremiah because I heard that he was sick, like from COVID or something like that. And allegedly was on a ventilator. Like it got so bad. He wasn't able to breathe on his own. If that is true, maybe he should have sat this one out or just lip synced or just danced around to his own song, you know, cause Jeremiah was on there. And I'm laughing because what was it? He was singing birthday sex and then it went into we He was singing that and Mario was in the background like, hey yo, stop. <laughs> and y'all niggas sound crazy. <laughs> Mario's just in the back like yo. Y'all could sound crazy. And I'm just like, this, ah, God, this is what we have representing us for uh, R&B. And um, I didn't really hear Sammy singing. I heard he did well. People didn't really say much about Pleasure P. I'm going to assume that he did well. And, you know, I'm not, I'm going to say P probably killed it because I've worked with Pleasure P. And, you know, I ain't got nothing bad to say about that. He actually can he can actually really sing and y'all be on the lookout for his album that's in the works the album is done we're just waiting to release it now i'm very excited because he's bringing back that sexual energy that sensual feeling that we've been missing in r&b and not just effing you know not just quickies not just that's what this is all about but he's bringing back i'll say the same energy that was so appealing from pretty ricky he definitely has that but he's also bringing back some of the old school energy of baby making music so very excited to see that from pleasure p y'all i've heard the entire album it's amazing so yes be on the lookout for that um i was in the studio for some of them songs you know what i'm saying still working on getting drop top approved uh he he kind of tap dancing around it you know he's kind of tap dancing around signing the dig on papers but you know we just did a, a game night maybe a couple weeks ago at Keith Sweat's house it was a lot of fun um 
a lot of people that were fun to work with last year outside of the BS situation that I was a part of. His people are really cool. We had a really good time. Um, one of my said, Ray J stole the show. Mixed by Black, I was responding because he said, man, when the Drop Top remix releasing? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, Maurice B says, can't wait to hear your album, Lexi. I know. It's coming along. It's coming along. I got to make those changes. Um, so yeah, didn't see many clips of Sammy and Pleasure P, so I'm going to assume that they sounded pretty good. But other commentary that I've heard is, that the pre-show felt like a bunch of old dudes trying to prove that they still got it. And I don't know, but that seems to be the consensus. So that was the pre-show. People said, you know, it was the most ghetto pre, the most ghetto verses they ever watched, but they apparently loved every minute of it. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, let me see. I took some screenshots that people were saying about the verses. What's up, universe? What's up, sold out trench? Maurice says, Maurice Beat says they were talking mad smack up there. I could, I gathered that from the clips that I was watching as well. Um, I took a screenshot of some of the reactions. If this recent versus TV didn't show you nothing else, it showed you how us engineers be saving your favorite artists. Mixing engineers should be considered essential workers because if y'all had a chance to hear how your favorite artist really sounded before we mix these records, let's just say y'all probably wouldn't be fans of them and praising them how y'all do. Ooh. Trust me when I tell you, y'all don't want to hear the raw files of some of your favorite artists before we add auto-tune and Melodyne and all the other effects we do that make the records sound good and make y'all fall in love with it. A music industry professional just said this to me during our phone conversation. Mouse, man singers nowadays cannot effortlessly just sing a song. Those days are gone. They are trying too hard. They don't seem to understand that being tone deaf is a sign that you cannot sing. Woo! And I took these from FM Mousequake, who was in Texas at the time, <laughs> from the book of an audio engineer. So... What's up, Deplorable Weeb? What's up, 712? So uh, that is what someone had to say. And um, someone else, I saw a post that said, you know, there really should be a versus between the engineers and the producers. And, you know, originally it was more so about the songs that people produced and wrote. It wasn't really the artist, but now versus is more about the artist. But I definitely want to get into if this recent verses didn't show you nothing else, it showed you how us engineers be saving your favorite artists. I'm not going to get into the engineering aspect of it, but I do want to get into the artist portion of it, right? Maurice Beat says, shout out to us engineers. Shout out to us because, and something else that y'all should know about some of your faves, their work ethic sucks. Some of them, their work ethic sucks. And, um, it takes like 50 takes to get a decent performance out of a lot of the people who are signed. And when I started working with more major situations, I realized this real bad. And when, um, you know, people who were like have years in the industry started coming to me and had built a name for themselves. It's just like, yo, how did you make it this far? Working the way you do sounding the way you do having to take as much time as you do. But 
we're not here to talk about all that. <clears throat> Mixed by Black says, I know a few engineers I can blow out the water. Man, listen. I'm not sure what you mean by that, actually. Um, and then one of Mont says, because they're not hungry. Well, if there's anything this verses showed us, it's that at the end of the day, take away the theatrics, take away the dancers, take away the sound effects, and all you have at the end of the day is the raw talent, the voice of a singer. That is what this verse has showed us. That's what this verse has revealed. Maurice Beat says, I'll stay working with underground artists and building their brand up. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm happy in the role that I have as an engineer when I come across artists who genuinely want to do better. Um, that's when I be, get excited about being an engineer. It's these other people that I don't get excited about. What's up? I am DJ Flipside NYC. Welcome to the chat. Mix by Black says I was responding to the engineer and producer versus idea. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Mix by Black would definitely blow a lot of engineers out the water with the stuff that he's been behind. With the stuff he's been behind. Y'all, that would be a way more interesting versus than what's currently happening. And um, I also saw commentary on how you know, Omarion essentially was exposed and there's a lot of drama coming out around B2K once again because of the poor vocal performance of Omarion. I saw commentary saying like Marion is corny. He never could sing. And actually I was talking to Maurice Beats a couple of days ago. He was like, I never thought these dudes are talented anyway. <laughs> and there are a lot of people who felt that way. And for me... I don't see it because I loved B2K growing up, okay? Even though I don't have any of their albums. But I do have Omarion's albums. Omarion was my favorite. So for me, and then there was comment that Mario said, I think Omarion was about to play something and Mario was like, now, oh, you know you can't use that because that's not even your voice. Shout out to Lil Steve or something like that. Come to find out, and then I dig in the comment sections a little bit more, Steve Russell, who is from the group Troop. Um, and yes, Maurice Beat says, thank Tank and Steve Russell. Tank did a lot of background work on Omarion, and you can, you can definitely hear that in the song Oh, which I think Tank wrote for Omarion as well. He wrote that song. Oh, Tank's backgrounds are all over that song. But, um... The point I wanted to get to in mentioning that is a lot of people were saying how now their their mindset or how they think and feel about Omarion has completely changed after seeing this versus because they're seeing they were saying how corny he is and how he really cannot sing and how were we duped all these years and yada 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 and you know the verses typically after these verses, you know, the people who were involved in the battle, their streaming numbers go up, their album sale numbers go up and, you know, they just, they do better. Like it helps them. It gives people more, it gives people more, um, recognition and it's like good marketing at the, at the end of the day, essentially. But with this particular verses, it was more so about revealing the BS that goes on in the music industry and, um, ah, you know, Millie Vanilli comes to mind. JLo comes to mind. 
and now B2K comes to mind and it, it's, it's never, this is not uncommon to be hearing about people who we grew up loving, listening to them and seeing them perform. That's not them singing on them songs. Mixed by Black says a lot of early R&B needs to give thanks to Tank and Troy Taylor. Uh, how early are we talking? Cause I'm not going to get into this conversation, but R&B starting about, I'll say after Bryson Tiller for real, that's when it started becoming more trap soul type stuff. So a lot of the stuff that's been coming out, I wouldn't even consider R&B for real, even if the sound has changed, but that's a whole nother conversation. And maybe I'll feel differently after I review a few more albums, but we'll see. But, um, yeah, it's this versus has really exposed and made light to just like why it is so important to have that raw talent and why at the end of the day, no matter what's happening on stage, the first thing that should be good and polished and perfect to go should be your instrument, your voice. Because if you had nothing else at the end of the day, you have your voice and that's what people are going to remember you for. They might not necessarily remember the dance move you made or who, what guests you brought out, but they remember how you sounded on them tracks. And the only bad thing they should be able to say about your show is, oh, there was a wardrobe malfunction or uh, they didn't quite hit that move. They should never be able to say that you didn't sound good on stage and you call yourself a singer or an artist. Universe said the longer people got to be in front of their camera, their true nature start to show. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the way that Omarion was responding to Mario, as far as like, it was starting to get very catty and, um, you could tell people were starting to take, they were starting to take the commentary and the little snide remarks very seriously and feelings were getting hurt. You could definitely tell watching some of the clips that I was watching and, um, yeah, but, uh, so some points that I wanted to bring up because of the versus battle, <sighs> you need to be working your vocals out three to five times a week, the same way that you would be working out your body for physical fitness. Maurice Beat says facts. He was never a singer. Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. If there's anything, and it's so disappointing because like I mentioned earlier, these people have had decades of success in music well not all of them pleasure p ray j uh, i wouldn't put ray j in that because really his biggest hit was one wish and sexy can i that was a moment but um yeah decades mario omarion and pleasure p have had decades decades of success those are really the only ones and when you look at, but the other guys had at least five to 10 years, right? Or at least a very significant moment at some point in the history of the genre that they've been a part of. And to hear them get up on stage and sound the way they do, I mean, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they weren't, maybe they don't perform every day, but somebody like Omarion just coming off a millennium tour and he's been consistently working, you know, it's very surprising that he comes to like a versus and sounds the way he does. Um, Universe says, I was not expecting the pettiness. And versus has really gotten away from the spirit that it started with. And the spirit was more celebratory. 
and the spirit was more nostalgic. Now it's like a lot of showboating. And I don't know if they were trying to make it more of a battle nature, but yeah, it's, it's losing, it's lost the essence of what it originally, of what originally drew people into it ever since it was sold. And I did actually see the Bow Wow and, and uh, Soldier Boy one. That was a terrible matchup, but it was a very entertaining show. Soldier Boy is hilarious. Um, Maurice B says Ray J knew better and he had wait a minute featuring little Kim, but he knew better. I need to listen to that. Laurie Nolan says we've been bamboozled. Welcome to the chat. One heartbreak. Oh, I music says tank said them brothers chose violence. They definitely did. There was a clip that I saw where Mario came up and like interrupted Omarion's and tank when they were singing. Oh, and um, Mario said something was trying to get them to stop. And Tank was like, if this was my verses, I would have responded in a whole different way. But since it's not, I'ma just, I ain't gonna choose. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was very interesting. Um, but what this showed, I need to get into my points. You need to be working your vocals out three to five times a week, the same way that you work your body out, because physical fitness and the fitness of your vocal cords is extremely important in maintaining the instrument that is your voice. The same way that you would sit down at a piano at least once a week to practice or do some kind of lesson, you should be doing the same kind of exercise and practice with your voice. And only Mario sounded good live, maybe Sammy, but like I said, I didn't, I saw clips of Mario, of course, because he won the verses, obviously. I hope nobody's trying to, you know, argue that. But Mario definitely won the verses. Um, they said Sammy sounded pretty good. I didn't see, so I don't know. But Mario showed us that at the end of the day, your raw voice is all you have. Universe says, I like the competitiveness. It's entertaining. I like the competitiveness too, competitiveness. But um, I think the pettiness the pettiness overshadows the celebration of the catalog. Larry Nolan said, that's the problem I have is too much pettiness. We already have enough to deal with. Yeah. OI Music says, I heard that those two were the only ones who warmed up. Mario and Tank were the only two who warmed up. I could believe that. Bobby V, I didn't see any clips of him, so I don't know. Um, I saw comments that said he wasn't all that great. Really, the only comments I saw where they were like, they did good was Mario and Sammy. That's what people were saying in the comments when I was reading on everything. But um, everyone else struggled vocally from what I understand. Uh, the next thing that we could learn from this versus people don't care for the antics as much as we think. Yes, they're entertaining, but vocals stand at the end of the day. Vocals are what stands at the end of the day. People remember Mario's vocals. People are cringing at Omarion's and the watermelon. Oh, melon. Oh, melon. <laughs> I was looking in the comment section because I hadn't, I hadn't seen the clip of him eating the watermelon, but then I saw it and I was like, oh, that's why people were calling him Oh, melon. First it was Omicron and then now he's Oh, melon because of the watermelon thing with him and his brother Orion. Very interesting, very interesting. Um, and then there was Omarion who was dancing, but he wasn't getting through singing his own songs. Like he was out of breath. 
And this goes back to working out your vocals three to five times a week, which honestly I could stand to do better as well. I do it only because I try to make sure I record one or two songs at least per week or because I'm always in the studio directing other artists. That's the only reason my vocal cords get, you know, some kind of exercise. But honestly, I need to do a better job of having like a daily regimen where I'm working my vocals or at least warming them up. And OI Music says Mario and Sammy were the only ones who warmed up. <laughs> yeah, and I could I could see that. I could see that. Um, Ray J definitely sounded drunk. There's a YouTube video that I did a few years ago, back when I was living in Cascade. Yeah, Cascade at Morgan Falls, where I talk about how important it is, physical fitness, how that plays into the health of your voice, as well as diet and how that plays into the fitness and the health of your voice. Alcohol is a diuretic, which means it dehydrates the vocal cords. If you are drunk, your body is dry because you are rapidly losing liquids and it's not helping the vocal cords stay lubricated. It's making them sound raspy and dry and brittle. And that's the only reason, that's the only way I was able to tell that Ray J probably had way too much to drink. I didn't really see Bobby V, like I said, but alcohol is actually a diuretic and will dry you out. So is lemon. So I don't know why people recommend lemon tea or squeeze lemon in tea. Um, welcome Chris Gaines. Welcome DJ Beats to the Lex chat. Um, so yeah, alcohol is not good for you. Neither is coffee. Neither is, I don't mind dairy and cheese because I kind of like the mucus coating. The issue is when you have an over coating of mucus in your throat that can get in the way. If you're having to like, you know, constantly clear that out, then that's a problem. Welcome Ant-Man, PC2ATL. Welcome Big Moth. Welcome, welcome. Larry Nolan says, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do, and I don't know how to come down. But yes, um, so alcohol is a diuretic and it shows, you would think, like I said, you would think that guys who have had major success in music to the level that they did, you would think they would know that drinking alcohol before a performance is a terrible idea because it's going to dry out your vocal cords. So yeah. It was cool to see like the dancing and the theatrics. I saw clips where he brought out Tommy the Clown and they were doing crumping and like a whole you got served kind of thing going on <clears throat> and putting on a show. Yes, that's a that's an amazing thing. But at the end of the day, people know you for your music and your music does not sound good. That's not great. <sighs> Maurice Beat says, shake my head. They don't care. They cocky. And yeah, that must have been what it was. Um, next point that I want to make, you stand up and look better when you can hit the stage by yourself. Mario didn't need the guests. He didn't need the features. There were a lot of parts where I saw he didn't even really need the backup dancers and everything, but he did have those things included in his show, but there were significantly less theatrics with Mario's show than with Omarion's performances. And that is greatly appreciated because you can tell that Mario practiced the singing part of his performance, not just the performance part of it. The singing is the most important and you need to be conditioning yourself 
to be able to sing and sound good while you are performing. But the most important piece is practicing a performance in a way that's not going to cause your singing to be in jeopardy. So yeah. Oh, Greg Keys mentioned Giveon. I did see a clip from the BET Awards where Giveon sounded horribly. And um I blame him and I don't blame him. I blame Giveon and I don't blame Giveon. Why do I not blame Giveon? Because and God, I'm so glad these things are being exposed. A few years ago, they made it so that auto-tune is possible to have live on stage. You can have an auto-tuned microphone. Apparently, Giveon's microphone was tuned to the wrong key at the BET Awards. So for his first song, he sounded awful in a certain part because the key that the thing was set to did not match the key of the song that he was currently singing. So that's where I will take the blame off of him. But where I will blame him at is had you had no auto tune on your microphone, you would not have ran into that issue. So uh, take whatever side you want to. <sighs> Somebody, you were about to lose your job. Somebody definitely lost their job. Definitely lost their job. Um, so yeah, I kind of blame him on that, but I can see where it wouldn't be his fault. But yeah, his microphone was. And I could tell when I listened to it, I was like, he's hitting the notes, but it don't sound right because it wasn't tuned properly. And this is why I hated when auto-tune live became a thing, like live on stage for live performances. Because in my mind, it was like, you know, now nobody's going to know what's real and what's not. But when mishaps like that happen, where it's not tuned properly, that's when people will know. And I actually need to refer y'all to another video I did years ago. Um why you should record without auto-tune because some people rely too heavily on auto-tune and when you take it and this this happened to me too one day I took the auto-tune off of my vocals and I was flat as hell on damn near every line and I was like oh my gosh I had no idea so you should not be relying on auto-tune you should learn the intricacies of your voice to know okay, at the ends of my phrases, I tend to go flat. So let me keep that in mind and try to sharpen up how I'm singing the ends of my phrases. Let me catch some of y'all's. Mixed by Black said, I cringed when I heard that. So did I. <laughs> Larry Nolan says, damn. Universe says, wow. Maurice B says, yeah, the engineer would be fired, but them engineers don't care. I mean, hey, made it to the BET Awards. Great key says auto-tune software is definitely known to jump keys, especially if it's not Antares. Mm. Uh, Maurice B says, and why you need auto-tune if you can sing? That's what I'm saying. Why people need auto-tune if they can sing. Mm. What did you think about EWF versus Earth, Wind and Fire versus Isley Brothers? Didn't watch it. Did not watch that versus. Uh, if you were in here earlier... I was explaining how I I typically am not on the wave when everybody else is on the wave and I'm usually kind of like in my own little world. Um, I was never really following verses from when it started either though. Um, I caught pieces of Patti LaBelle and was it Shaka Khan that did a verses together? I did catch pieces of that. They were a little bit petty <laughs> in an old grandma auntie kind of way. Uh, welcome to the chat, LJ. 
But yeah, I, I don't follow the verses. And the only reason why I know so much about this versus with Omarion versus Mario is because of all the clips. And thanks to Ray J, it was trending quite, quite, for quite a long time. Um, but yeah, so let's see. Mario versus everyone and Mario won. <laughs> Great Key says, me and Lexi watched Game of Thrones start to finish about five years after it was over. Yup, sure did. And you know what? I didn't have to wait for episodes to release. We just went right through it, didn't we? And yeah, uh, the last season got weird in Game of Thrones, but I really do like that show. It was very a very good show up until the last season. I can see why everybody was so upset. Oh, our music. You still haven't finished Game of Thrones? Highly recommend. Get through it. Get through it. But yeah, uh, so yeah, this showed what this versus showed was. You stand up and look better when you can hit the stage by yourself. So if there was nothing else around and all you had was your voice, because that is what got you signed in the first place, then that voice should be superb. It should be sensational. All right. It was Mario versus everyone and Mario won. People recognize that Omarion brought out guests, but still lost the battle. And this is tarnished for me. I'm also glad that I did not watch the verses because I love Omarion and I have high, high regard for him. Had I watched that versus and seen that my world, I imagine if you were a B2K and Omarion fan, your world would be crushed by finding out that one of your favorite artists is a fraud. (laughs) So, you know, I'm choosing to maintain the good nostalgia that I have for Omarion and B2K, all of their drama aside, I'm choosing to hold on to the good memories that I have. Cause I went to Scream Tour 4. I had a great time. I saw Pretty Ricky. I saw Bow Wow. I saw Marcus Houston. I saw B2K. Well, no, no, that was just Omarion back then. Was it B2K? Yeah, that was just Omarion. Oh my gosh. So yeah, um, I'm choosing to hold on to the good, the good times. Um, and I did not realize as a young girl that that was not Omarion singing. I'm, do I want to get into that B2K beef? I'm a, let me get through these points and then we'll get into that. But yeah. So even though Omarion had all these theatrics, because his voice wasn't right, he lost a lot. He lost a lot of people. Official Don John says, is he a fraud or did he have a bad set? Could have just had a bad set. Um, but according to a lot of people, cause I love reading the comments to see where everybody's mind is at. According to a lot of people, a lot of people felt like he was never a good singer. And then, well, shoot, since you said that official Don John, let me jump into these, uh, this long, long message that Jay Boog wrote. Whew. Yeah. It's quite messy. It's quite messy. So, you know, there was something that happened. Omarion put like, you know, thanking my backup dancers and blah, blah, blah. Let me get into this long thing that Jay Boog wrote. Uh, should I read all of it or do y'all want like the cliff notes? I'm gonna start reading. And when, if I see comments, then I'll, I'll stop <laughs> and cliff note abbreviate. But um, it's sad when you see, this is what Jay Boog said. It's sad when you see ones you grew up with, but also you grew up, turn out the way that they do. 
The wise lead the future wizards. I will be that. The wise one. Official Don John says read it all. Okay, cool. I will be that. The wise one. You shouldn't have been in a rush to skip class. Now you're a fifth year senior playing ball with a GPA of 2.3. Barely passing. If this don't work, LOL. Remember the kids you clowned for not having the fashion, but at the award ceremony in school, they were the ones winning principal's honor roll? Yeah, you were cool then, but they were focused. That's probably going to be your boss in the future. It probably sucks to be a slave to something you gave your life to, but never mastered. Now, you stuck in this ish with no other options. To be on top, and now your view is from the bottom. Looking up. Admiring your spot. Admiring your spot you once held, not able to conquer it ever again. I apologize if I go a little slow. I'm trying to make sure I get the order right. Um, Time spent in a selfish mindset, not valuing the gems right next to you, learning from nothing, earning no knowledge from the geniuses amongst you. At night, I know you wonder to yourself, what am I doing wrong? To not accept the blessing that was put into your life, a life that me and you know you were living. You're ungrateful. Fame is a hell of a drug. I know when we were together as a group, you wanted to be the most famous, AKA the most favorite, but that wasn't the case. Fizz and Boog were the favorites and you couldn't understand that because you sung all the leads by old school group design. But the guy who only talked on the track and in interviews, me, and the other guy who rapped on our singles, Fizz, were getting more love than you. That's not my fault, but I never was mad that I could sing on your level, but never got a chance. I was just a young boy from Compton, happy to be a part of the group and out my situation. I was always more of a talent than how I used, than how I was used, but yet I'm still grateful. I was a part of a machine. You give off the impression as if you've done me a favor. Shall I take you back to when, because of your vocal, we visited every record label in the business and was turned down twice? N-word, you was singing, I'm gonna say ninja. Ninja, you was singing in the background for a minute when Max Goose brought in another lead singer to try and make the record sound better to help him try and get us the deal. And when that, and when that happened, who stood for you? We did, we did. And we went to management and said, we rolling with O. We not bringing nobody else in. And we stood by your side when we were told if we didn't get a deal on our next meeting, we were getting dropped. Now, let's think about those odds per the history of our other meetings. This thing we call B2K was never the Omarion show. It's more like a circus and each guy brought a special attraction and collectively it was fun to watch. Watching you only lets me know that you were not really paying attention to what was making you Omarion. Because without us around, it's clear you can't tap back into him. You look lost, almost like you looking for us to feed off of. You were never a solo artist. You are a fame hog. And that got the best of you. The fact that everyone wasn't screaming Omarion drove you crazy because you were giving it all you had, LMAO. Standing next to us was really hard for you. So you took your opportunity to leave and only be seen by yourself. So if anybody showed up, even if it was five people, they were there to see you. 
to be a part of a brand that is bigger than you is hard for you to accept. But one who tears down his own work is a poisoned individual. To call me a background dancer is funny. Shall we discuss the truth behind how those records were really made? I was there and you were not in the booth for a lot of the vocals that were put on. Hold on, that were put on. Mm, For a lot of the vocals that were put on. Okay, there we go. I was there and you were not in the booth for a lot of the vocals that were put on those songs. From your lead vocal, not fully being you, listen to that first album. You'll hear Steve Russell in and out of those leads and the hooks, the first album until I took over on the second album. Girl, stop jumping around. Sorry, that's my cat. <sighs> okay. This is quite a lot. Let me, I'm gonna get through the rest, y'all. <laughs> Larry Nolan said, damn. Okay, me landing a lead on our second single, effed with you, because our first number one single, Bump, 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 I sang the hook on it, and it brought attention to the label that the group was able to evolve, and Troy Taylor made the call and put me on the first verse of Girlfriend after I had already sung that hook earlier that day. It was written all over your face because me and Fizz talked about it that day at the session. I was already more loved in the group by the fans, and now I had a lead. you knew it was a wrap for you. It didn't help that Fizz was most popular and the label had already gave him a solo deal before you ever had a conversation with them about one. Tell the truth when you try and lie. Hold up. Tell the truth when you try and lie to the people because the lack of their knowledge on this situation. Shall we talk about why you broke the group up originally? You were looking for a way out before anything ever happened. And because a chick you liked that didn't like you got smashed, you went and did the ultimate snake-ish. You took a bonding conversation amongst us boys that normally brought us closer and took the information and ratted us out. We always thought those conversations were confidential, just between us. But you knew what you were doing. We had rules. No messing around on the road with a bunch of girls. We confided in you in the mistakes we made and you went home and told on us, getting us kicked out the house and breaking the group up over a chick. You knew that business was already shaky because of us wanting to renegotiate our deal. So you took the opportunity to throw us off the ship and take the boat. Got your mama a house and your brother a deal to turn your back on your boys. Same thing you did with the tour. You was broke as F in 2018 in major debt from taking loans from ninjas. I got the recording of you begging me, literally begging me to sign my contract for the tour because I wasn't going. The money wasn't worth it. Come on, Boogie. Just do it. Let's do it for our kids. Let's just get this money. Yeah, Ninja, that was you, LOL. And as soon as the fire was back lit, you threw us off the ship and took off with the boat again. Funny thing is, every time you took off with the boat, you got jacked for it. Chris Brown took your career and Bow Wow just took your tour. Shake my effing head. That's what happens when you try and use people as a launch pad. It's levels to this ish, oh. And I'm here to break it down for you. So all the ish that happened to you probably makes sense to the world now on why it happened. You throw stones and hide your hands. 
Ninja, I saw your whack A show in the Millennium Tour too. Kicking down, kicking down our chairs. You didn't do that the night we was on stage with you in LA though. LOL. Your little slick comment on TMZ, your sneak post on the shade room, I am B2K, and the verses claiming them is all your vocal on the B2K records. You lame for all this ish, fam. Don't run from your legacy. What we did in such a short time still is a major topic. B2K will forever be your origin. And from the looks of it, the peak for your career. Omarion is a brand. I give you that, but it's not bigger than B2K which is your brand as well. So stop the de-edification and at least let it have life left for you when you come crawling back to it. You and I know what the people want from the world, from the world to the feedback and all the meetings that you're getting turned down in right now. The industry is watching you along with the world and we are all thinking the same thing. What the F is he thinking? It was, if I was a backup dancer, you were a dancer with a record deal. Neither one of us was singing, fool. LMAO. Welcome to the jungle, Ninja. Hope you survived the night. That was a lot. <clears throat> that was a lot. <laughs> Whoo! Baby. That read. That read. Let me see what y'all were saying while I was reading that. Yes, uh, there is a storm brewing behind me. All, Maurice Beat says, all the artists who's not good are cocky. <laughs> and it is that way. The ones who are the loudest, they have to be loud because they don't want to be found out as a fraud. Whereas those who really do have the talent, we don't feel the need to have to grab at attention because we know what we have. Greg Key says, I hate to say it, but those are all facts. Maurice B says, right, Gray. Larry Nolan was like, damn. Maurice B said he needed his group. Sounds like ego caused him to sink. The hell the cat doing? She was on here jumping. I got the air mattress blown up. Troy Taylor the goat. Only Jay knows best for real, for real. <laughs> Official Don John. These BET cuss word substitutes. <laughs> um, yeah, YouTube is like censoring a lot of things. So I'm just trying to make sure that I can put ads on everything. So I'm trying to clean it up a little bit. Larry Nolan says, the problem I have is when they get caught up in their fame and not their craft. That part. <laughs> Official not just as well read. Uh, Greg Key says, Boogie bodied Omarion. Official Don John said he effed him up with that. Larry Nolan said, damn, damn, damn. Uh, one Taisi said, till my baby's born. <laughs> till my baby's born. Till my baby's born. The rastiness. I need to have a sip of water on that. <clears throat> Official Don John says, I respect you cleaning up your act. Thank you very much. So yeah, um, that was quite the read from Jay Bug. That was quite the read. That was quite the read. Um, man, a lot of things. He said a lot of things, y'all. Jay Bug said a lot of things. And, um, everything makes sense. Like it all sounds like facts to me, you know, time will reveal more of what we didn't know. Um, and for me being the fan that I am of B2K, uh, 
my my stepdad always said things about this particular group, especially when the allegations came out about Chris Stokes, you know, allegedly abusing them. Um, and then Raz B came out and told his story and everything. <sighs> my stepdad always said them ninjas are gay anyway. And I was like, no, they're not. I love B2K. And then Marcus Houston was doing weird stuff. He's probably a predator because he married a girl who's like 30 years younger than or 20, 25 years younger. Than, I don't know. He watched her grow up and then got married to her. That's kind of gross. Happened in the olden days, not so much these days. But anyway, um, all of that to say, like, a lot of things are going to be revealed about the people that we grew up listening to. And we're definitely in an era where people love to expose somebody and they love to try to, uh, people like to keep receipts. That's a big thing, obviously. But, um... Yeah, Maurice B said your pops knew. He did because it came out years later that, and he was saying this before the Chris Stokes allegations came out. But yeah, it's when it came out, it was just really sad. And you could tell the pain, the pain that Raz B was always showing. You could tell like it, there's, you can't be lying about something like that. Larry Nolan said that's, that's gross. Very gross. Very gross. <clears throat> With that and the more in the uh, Marcus Houston thing. But yeah, I loved all these people growing up and listening to them. And yeah, it was uh, very disappointing. Very disappointing to hear how much beef was behind, you know, behind the group, basically. But it all sounds like facts to me. We're living in an era where people keep receipts and they want to expose you. Or if they don't have receipts, they dig up what you said years ago in the past when social media started to really take off and um part of it can be a good thing but part of it can be an ugly thing when we don't allow people to grow but yeah I don't know how I feel about it I mean I still love Omarion's music aside from the watermelon thing that was not necessary I still love Omarion I still love B2K and it breaks my heart to hear all the BS they went through but um it's not very surprising considering what I'm finding out that the music industry is. And I was listening to commentary from this YouTuber named Storm Monroe, where he does like celebrity gossip and he reads the hell out of some celebrities. I tell you that he was reading Ray J and all the other guys about their performance at the verses. And he said something that really hit me hard. Like, you know, the really talented people don't have deals and all the ones who are signed, they get you under contract. They ram you and they bend you over and ram you repeatedly. And then they call you JLo <laughs> and the really talented people don't get signed. And he was like, this is the age of Aquarius where everything is being revealed. And this is just another example of that. So yeah, this this whole verse has definitely revealed a lot of things aside from aside from the drama with B2K. Like I said, how important it is for art because this is an educational opportunity too, right? How important it is for artists to work out your vocals a, a few times a week. You know what I'm saying? The same way you would do workouts with your body, you need to be working out your vocals because it was Mario against everybody and Mario won. Mario was the best vocalist of the night and 
you know, people really counted him out too. That's the thing. People were expecting Omarion to be really good and really forgetting how great Mario was. But yeah, um, people don't care for the antics as much. People are entertained by the antics, but what they will clown you for, if you are a singer, you say you're a singer, they're going to clown you for not having a good voice. And that's what happened to Omarion. They clowned him for how his voice sounded. Um, they said, you know, he was more worried about the dancing than he was about his vocals. And that showed in the performance, uh, you can have a good production. You can have dancers and lights and, you know, and watermelons. <laughs> but at the end of the day, people are going to remember how you sound. If you did not sound like the songs that they remember singing along to when they bought the album and they streamed the songs, you're going to shatter whatever perception you you built up for these people if you don't live up to the image. So maybe it would have been safer for them to just lip sync, for him to lip sync, I don't know. But this also showed us the difference between being a pop entertainer and raw talent. Like I said, the raw talent will always stand up better because if you have nothing else and it's just you on that stage, you and a microphone, that raw talent, that's where it's supposed to shine. And it showed us that Omarion is more of an entertainer. Mario is an entertainer as well, but he's more raw talent and vocals. If he had nothing else, he would sing all of them dudes under the rug. You know what I'm saying? And this also shows that a bad live performance can either negatively or positively change how people perceive you. In this case, maybe Omarion's streams will go up because of how bad the performance was. It could really work for both of them. But, you know, the stock for Mario, today's price is not yesterday's price because of how well he did in this versus. And it woke people up. And for people who didn't know who Mario was, he has potentially a new fan base. But for everyone who knew who Omarion was, they're looking at him differently. They're looking at him sideways now. I'm not gonna let y'all sway my mind I'm still gonna hold on to the image and eventually maybe maybe I'll be disillusioned but honestly I kind of don't care because I understand that they're not even in their prime anymore for real even though I wanted Omarion to blow up way more than he did once he went solo but that's another conversation but yeah um everyone is calling Omarion a studio artist and they're calling him corny but Mario's stock is up and then here's the other part Oh, <laughs> and Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Wait, Great Key says, if you're trying to impress the ladies, everyone knows that it's all about peaches, not the watermelons. And you know what, Great Keys? When I watch movies like Temptations and Five Heartbeats, Five Heartbeats especially, some of my favorite parts in those movies is when it's just the man and the microphone and they pick out a girl from the audience and they sing to that girl and she faints or panties get wet. You know, she's all hot and bothered. Like, why would you not want to have that effect on your female fans who come to see you? Larry Nolan said, artists need to get back to taking vocal lessons. They daggone sure do. Mixed by Black, gotta work on a mix real quick. Um, I might call you after. I will have to let you know on that one. High roll D said, don't forget about Jeremiah. He put himself on one too. 
What made him use a water? Why a watermelon? You know, why a watermelon? Peaches would have worked. A grapefruit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, peaches definitely would have been a lot better. Definitely peaches and cream. A watermelon is the most, almost, it's the most niggerish ish you could put on a show. But you know, other thing, right? So the other point that we need to make with this verses is knowing how, knowing how you match up is important. Knowing your strengths and your weaknesses is important. Mario knows he's a great singer. So he made sure that his performance reflected how well of a singer he could be. Omarion knew that he's a great performer. So he did not necessarily, you know, he did not necessarily practice the vocals because he knew his strength was in entertaining and performing. So where Omarion messed up, he probably should have done a lip syncing track, honestly. Um, so at least the image, the perception would still be there. But um, this was honestly a bad matchup, in my opinion. Uh, it sounded great when I first heard about it, but then, like, let me see. What were people saying? Um, it should have been B2K versus Pretty Ricky. That would have been a better matchup, group against group, because uh, Omarion and Mario, they had different sounds. And they were kind of in different eras, actually. Uh, let me, hold up. Let me look up something really quickly. And I know this is going kind of long, but Mario, just a friend, release date. That was in 2002. B2K, bump, 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 was like, oh, nope, they were the same era. Okay, that was 2002 as well. Okay, but let me, okay. Mario braid my hair, braid my hair, release date, 2002. What's the next B2K? Uh, let's say girlfriend, 2002. Okay, so they came from the same era, but the difference is though, Mario is a solo, always has been solo. The the songs that Omarion was, well, probably could have done. Man, they had back-to-back hits in 2002. Uh-huh, I know that you wanting this. Uh-huh, tell me, can you handle it? Uh-huh, tell me how you work them hips. Mm. And maybe you can roll with it. Maybe that's the reason why I love you. You're my heart, girl. And with all the crazy things that I do, you're still here, girl. I wanna be the guys to be. Gots to be the one you never had. Gots to be the one that makes you sad. Gots to be the one that you want so damn bad. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta be your everything. Your everything, girl. Need a girlfriend, girlfriend. That is all I need. Mm. Girlfriend, I need, I need a girlfriend. Would you be my hey girlfriend? Do 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 do. 
do, do, do. Tell me who's gonna be my girlfriend. Like, y'all don't understand. I love braid my hair. Come on and braid my hair. Dun, 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 dun. I don't really know the rest of that song, but I know it's a classic. Mmm. You got what I need. But you say I'm just a friend. But you say I'm just a friend. Cause I can't be your fantasy. Yeah. Say I'm just a friend. But you say I'm just a friend. Could you be? I'm not sure about that one. How do I breathe? Your love brought me to the light. Where do I go? When your heart's where I lay my head. When you're not with me. How can I breathe? How can I breathe? And then that one he did with Nicki Minaj. Let me for somebody else now. You left me for some left me for some left me for somebody else now i love that song underrated song the one he did with Nicki minaj that one should have been way bigger than it was all right hope y'all enjoyed my little like you know back in the day when they used to like sell the cds like you had to call the tv you had to call a number on tv to order certain albums to order albums (laughs) and it used to go through like the greatest hits or greatest collection of and it would play samples of each song i hope y'all enjoyed my little thing that i just did but yeah b2k and pretty ricky so a lot of the things that were released by b2k and mario 2002 was an amazing year for music but mario has been solo his entire career omarion was with b2k um hyrule d said well mario tried to help him by bringing out the rest of the b2k and he declined that ego that would have been a good look for everybody Maurice Biss said, I sound better than all of them. Money Melrose says, so talented. Thank you. Oh, I music. You saw the Usher Tiny Desk? I have not. I saw it pop up on my recommended on um, uh, YouTube, but I, I didn't I didn't click on it to watch. But I saw another post that was like, this is why Usher is the current king of R&B. He is the king of R&B. Yeah, Michael was the king of pop. Uh, but Usher is the king of R&B. So yeah. Yeah, yeah infomercial head <laughs> right i used to love those things i'm gonna make one for my music too but yeah uh b2k and pretty ricky would have been a better matchup mario and neo and eh, someone suggested that to me mario and neo or mario and trace songs i could see that i could see that more so than him against omarion because the peaks of their careers of mario and b2k they were at the same time, but Omarion, let me look up Omarion, oh, release date. That was three years later in 2005 that Omarion became a solo artist. Um, Where is Trey Songs? Just gotta make it. I have his first two albums, by the way. Just gotta make it. That came out in 2005. Yeah. Neo technically was it so sick was his first that was in 2006 they got enough Neo I would say no because he wrote for so many other people so it would have to 
based strictly off of what a Neo released as an artist, I would say no. But maybe Trey Songs and Mario, I don't I don't love that either. But that would have been better than, you know. Eh. But you know, you know, that's just my little two cents on it. Um so yeah, this was more so Trey Songs and Usher. I got to disagree with that. High Roll D said Trey Songs and Usher would be lit. I have to disagree. And I disagree with them trying to pair Usher with Chris Brown as well. I don't like that comparison either. Um, I used to be a fan of Chris Brown. And honestly, this is about to be just a commentary podcast. Maybe next week we'll get into more of the educational factor of the verses and what it taught us. But I mean, I did a quick rundown at the end. They showed us that you should be working your vocals out the same way you care about your body. Although Mario and Omarion looked the best physically and Sammy from what I could see, but Sammy always been slim. Remember when he was little Sammy y'all, but yeah, um, you need to be working out your vocal cords the same way that you would take care of your body. You need to work out your vocal cords and take care of your vocal cords. People don't care for the antics if the vocals don't stand up, if the vocals don't stand, people do not care about the antics. You stand up and you look better when you can hit the stage by yourself. So if you didn't have the big production, if you didn't have the dancers, the lights, the fans, and it was just you and that microphone, that stands up way better than a whole perform, a whole production behind you. And then it showed us the difference between being a pop entertainer versus raw talent. It showed us the difference a good or a bad live performance can do to change people's perception of you. And it showed us that you need to know how you match up to your peers. So that is the, that is the rundown, the cliff notes of what this versus battle taught us because I'm gonna just leave it at that. And uh, we'll talk about more on the next Lex chat as far as like going into detail about these lessons that we learned from this versus Omarion versus Mario. Maurice B says, who can Usher go against? There would be no Chris Brown without Usher. And that's why it's a bad matchup because Chris Brown, Usher precedes Chris Brown by far. Nobody dominated R&B during Usher's peak, but Usher. So probably nobody. Tyrese. Okay. You said you were kidding. I was like, yo, Usher and Romeo Santos in a culture shock to bring around the Spanish and American community. They do say that Romeo would be like the usher of the Latin community. And then they say that Osuna is like the Drake of the Latin community. Does Joe have enough hits to be placed against Usher? And then Larry Nolan said, we need the old Joe to see back. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Joe had enough hits to be going against Usher though. How do you compete against somebody who's been successful in music for over 20 years? Probably over 30 actually. What is Usher's first release even? First release. His first album was in 1994. This man has been going strong for three decades basically. I don't know. He did write a lot of stuff though. Joe, mm, I didn't realize Joe wrote a lot of stuff. Usher's first album was released in 1994. I was, was I in, when was Chris Brown running? 
isn't it cool to be able to be on the internet and like people just know stuff about you? I surely did ask for the release date. What's the year? 2005. You got a 10 year start. No, I don't, I don't like that matchup. Is Chris Brown a nice guy? He also was surprisingly kind and forgiving words to say about Chris Brown, who was found guilty of having beaten his daughter the night before the 2009 Grammys. Chris is a nice guy and everybody's entitled to make mistakes. And okay. Rihanna's father approves of nice guy Chris Brown. All right. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, but Usher had 10 years over Chris. So I don't I don't like that that matchup. I don't personally. That nah, nah. Yeah, I don't I don't like that matchup. Nah, I don't like that for real. So I don't know. Uh really nobody for Usher. We ain't got nobody. Nobody, baby. You hear that? That's note control. Alright. That is note control. Uh, I could I was about to say, mm. Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Let me see if you can run it, run it, girl. Indeed, I can. That would be a dope mix. It was supposed to be, but it wasn't. Yeah, I could hear that. I could hear that, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me do my little outro for this Lex Chat thing. Anyway, uh, let me let me know what y'all how y'all felt about the versus battle between Omarion and Mario. I said it here. You cannot spell Omarion without Mario. Literally, it was Mario against everybody, and Mario definitely won that versus battle. And uh, what do you think about this commentary? Let me know in the comment section down below. If you are watching this on YouTube. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give me a five out of five star rating. And if they let you leave a review, please tell everybody how much you love the show so that my so that my podcast can be pushed by the platforms to be put in front of more people who might be interested in hearing commentary about music and you know education on music, industry, artistry, music review, all of that good stuff. If you would like to go the extra mile and support me so that I have more time to do these Lex Chats and so that I have more time to make valuable and educational content for y'all, anyone who's interested in entertainment industry, then consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash LexiATL, patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L. For as little as $5 per month, you can become a supporter of mine and you will get episodes early you also get access to bonus episodes you also get access to content that i either never release to the public or it takes months before the public actually sees it so it's kind of a nice little secret that we get to have between us you know until the content is actually seen by the world but uh if that sounds like something you're interested in oh and if you are in my current page in my patreon currently you get special discount codes when i have discount codes available so like i have a fashion show on july 30th coming up the angels and demons 
uh, lingerie and swimmer fashion show, I put the promo code for a special discount into my Patreon group. But if you're not in the Patreon, then you wouldn't get access to saving that money. So that's another perk of being in the Patreon. So if all of that sounds good to you, and like I said, maybe, or maybe you just want to go the extra mile in supporting me, then consider becoming a patron of mine at patreon.com slash Lexi ATL, patreon.com slash L-E-X-C ATL. If you're watching on YouTube, please give me a big thumbs up. Let me know in the comment section what you thought about this topic and give me suggestions on topics that you want to hear about and, you know, hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell. If you want to be notified each and every time I release a new piece of content. Other than that, thank y'all so much for joining me this week in Lex chat. I'll hear y'all next week. Let me do that again. I will talk to y'all next week. We're going to chat next week. And uh, I wonder what the topic is going to be. Stay tuned to my Instagram and other social media pages at LexiATL to get some updates on what that might be. Or it'll be a surprise. Who knows? But thank y'all so much for listening this week. And I'll talk to you next week. My name is Lexi. Peace. Motorboat. Motorboat. Yeah. Motorboat. Feel it from the throat. Ayy.